Well, the premise of running a business is pretty straightforward. The goal is to exchange goods or services for payment, and then hopefully you return a profit. Uh, but when you zoom in on the processes at play, things start to get a lot more complicated. So between the product and payment comes a combination of transactional and higher value activities, customer-facing opportunities, and critical organizational handoffs. So basically a complex process better known as the order to cash cycle. I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker on Air. Uh, today, I'm excited to welcome Marisa Brown. Uh, she is the Senior Principal Research Lead for Supply Chain Management at APQC. Uh, she's here to shed some light on what the order to cash cycle is, how it works, uh, and how business leaders can optimize and take advantage of it. So thanks for joining us here, Marisa. Uh, can you start by telling us a little bit about APQC, number one, what that stands for, uh, and then what exactly they do? Absolutely. So first to answer number one, APQC stands for Right now, just APQC, but historically it stood for the American Productivity and Quality Center. And the reason we chose to start going by our initials is that we don't limit our scope of operations and research to America, the Americas. So we really do work on a global basis. And then to answer the part two of your question about what they do, what we do. So APQC is a member-based nonprofit and we have more than 550 organizations that are members globally across more than 45 different industries. And APQC really strives to provide the information, data, and insights that organizations need to work smarter, faster, and with greater confidence. So we focus our efforts, and we are an authority in benchmarking and metrics, a lot of corporate performance data, best practices, process and performance improvement, and knowledge management. We also actively conduct business research in supply chain management, financial management, and human capital management. And APQC has actually been around for more than 43 years as we've focused on helping organizations make best practices their practices. And before we go too much further, Scott, I just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast with you. Yeah. I've really enjoyed collaborating with many of your Esker colleagues over the years, and I look forward to this conversation. Great. Um, well, so, yeah, after all that, I, I assume it's pretty safe to say that, um, you know, you're pretty familiar with what makes an organization run smoothly. Uh, why should business leaders be paying attention to the order to cash cycle? That's a great question. And the reality is that order to cash is a critical process for every organization, whether that organization explicitly says that or not. It's an integral part of the customer experience and it's essential to an organization's ability to earn revenue for the products and services they're delivering. And what we have found in our research at APQC is that few organizations have fully optimized this process. And I would say that given current realities, the time to act is now. Historically, we saw that order management and accounts receivable processes really happened separately. It's very siloed. Each department had little understanding of or regard for the other. But recently, and I think thankfully, businesses have really recognized the value of taking a step back 
and really analyzing the entire process, all the way from receiving an order on one end to getting paid for their products or services on the other end. And then looking at how every department along the way can help the others to run more efficiently. A lot of silo busting is happening. And in the simplest terms, this is what optimizing order to cash means. It's about addressing inefficiencies in the order management and in the accounts receivable processes and increasing collaboration and visibility between the two. If, I like to think about it as really focusing on the hyphens, if you will, in order to cash and connecting it from an end-to-end -end perspective. And, you know, laid out like that, I, I think the value is pretty apparent. So I can only assume that any savvy business leader is going to be all over this, right? Yeah, if only it were that easy. <laughs> I'll tell you that in our research, we found that about two-thirds of organizations are still in the midst of transforming this hairy beast. I mean, it's a complex undertaking, and a lot of companies are facing very outdated processes, especially after the unanticipated changes that happened in 2020. And so these processes have to stretch across functions, across organizational boundaries, and they involve your customer interactions. So there's many moving parts and pieces to order to cash. And then complicating that is that a lot of organizations have very siloed legacy systems. So they may have a great system for order management and another one for cash management, but they don't talk to each other and they don't use the same codes or terminology. So there's no visibility into this end-to-end -end process. And then I'll tell you that some organizations lack integration, not because they've got separate systems, but because they don't have any systems and they're using still a manual approach. And that's when you really see a lot of problems with limited control over how to handle exceptions or a lot more errors and a lot more breakdowns when information is being transferred from one person or one function or one group to another. And this lack of integration really limits the ability to which your customer service professionals can collaborate with sales or accounts receivables when a customer has an issue or needs additional support. And having these multiple systems unfortunately creates multiple versions of the truth. And that just leads to a whole host of inefficiencies, the need for more manual interventions, and a lot of very time intensive data management issues. So really when you wanna optimize the end-to-end -end order to cash process, an organization should make sure that they've got a proper process definition, a design, they have an established management approach and a very clear set of measures that they'll use to evaluate performance. Okay, so considering all of that, say uh, one of these business leaders has uh, some of those issues you outlined, where, uh, where is a good place to start? Yeah, and when it comes to fixing order to cash, it's a little bit like changing the tires on your car as you're driving down the road because you can't just stop to fix the process. Business has to continue, but you really need to make some changes here. So we looked at what the critical success factors are for having an effective end-to-end -end order to cash process. And one thing I would say is a good first step 
comes when you establish a global process owner. ABUC found in our research that many of the best practice organizations assign a senior level global process owner. And this person can centralize governance and handle responsibility across organizational boundaries. And this role, this global process owner, is typically empowered to standardize the systems that are being used and the measures and the metrics and the reporting mechanisms. So they're able to really consolidate ownership so they can align all the process improvement efforts. Because one of the worst things you don't, what you don't want is a whole bunch of, we call them random acts of improvement, like little arrows shooting off in all different directions. That's such a waste of resources. So you want to consolidate ownership and align all your process improvement efforts and create very clear reporting lines so that you're ensuring this coordination and collaboration with all the stakeholders in the process. Now, I will say that one critical success factor for this, this role is that it is a senior level professional, or at least at the minimum, someone who truly understands how your organization does its business. Because in this role, they need to understand the processes for everything from pursuing leads, creating contracts, managing orders, shipping, managing collections and credit, and processing invoices. So you need somebody in the role who has a good sense of all the activities in both the order management and the revenue accounting side of it, as well as all of the auditing that has to happen as part of this. So we also, I mean, there's a benefit to making sure you've placed someone who's at the right level in this role. And when we examined all the data we've collected, and we've been collecting benchmarks since 2004, and we looked at organizations with a global order to cash process owner. And what we see is there's a direct relationship that the higher the seniority level of that individual, the higher the percentages of invoices paid on time. And since we're talking order to cash, and it ends with cash, which is bringing in the cash, you wanna make sure you're embracing practices that help make that happen. Okay. so. Let's say we went ahead, we established this global process owner like you recommend, uh, then what? Right, so then the next step is really to standardize the processes and automate as much as possible. Um, and and to well, by doing this, you're really going to reduce the level of manual work involved. And as I mentioned earlier, that can help control some of the errors that are unintentional and improve standardization and integration. And ultimately, the reason you want to do all this is it's going to improve the customer experience. And ideally, that customer will come back and buy more. Um, when they can, at any point in time, get visibility into where their order is in the process, what's going on with their payments, makes for a much happier customer. And we know that in the year 2021, where we are now, the current state of order to cash automation is that many organizations are actually missing out on a huge opportunity. While they've really switched to doing a lot of work remotely and in the cloud, only 26% or like one in four have automated the entire end-to-end order-to-cash process. So what we see is that they're taking a very piecemeal approach, many of these organizations, and they're automating some of the most obvious things like the transactional activities, like processing payments, invoicing customers, managing your sales orders, and those are the areas that are most commonly already automated, 
But by taking this piecemeal approach, while it might feel safer and easier in the short term, it's likely to cause long-term issues. Because without a holistic approach, without the entire end-to-end process being automated as a whole, you may end up struggling when you want to scale this transformation and get the benefits the most broadly way possible, most in the most broad way possible. And unfortunately, you may end up, if you only piecemeal it, you may unintentionally amplify these silos across different parts of the business. And you don't want to do that either. And I'll tell you that um, well, I'm going to call out some of the value that we've seen from the, the end-to-end automation And first comes when organizations enable their employees to have mobile access to this relevant knowledge and data. We see that the impact when you look at your order to cash KPIs or your key performance indicators is lower cost, fewer FTEs or fewer people needed in the process, and a larger percentage of your invoices get paid on time. All good stuff there. Not just mobile access, really what we see is by fully adopting cloud technology, and again, this is across the end-to-end, all the functions involved in order to cash, those organizations that have done that also find that they have lower total costs for order to cash and a higher percentage of invoices that get paid on time. And they also recognize several benefits from having really embraced cloud technology for this. There is the ability to enhance data security and resiliency, which post-COVID-19 is really critical. It also helps drive process transformation and improvement, reduce costs, improve cycle times, and provide greater access to data. So when we looked at this last year, only 31% of organizations said that they had really fully adopted cloud technology as their way of managing order to cash. But an additional 56%, so more than half of the organizations we looked at were planning to increase cloud adoption. And it's a prime opportunity with the shift to many people working from home. And we've seen the headlines that that's probably a long-term trend. It's not gonna probably reverse entirely. I'm sure that this percentage will continue to increase. And quickly, as organizations see cloud adoption being a way forward for order to cash automation. But there's also a a whole nother benefit to the visibility that you get from order to cash automation. And that's not just in terms of cost and cycle time, but it's a people benefit. And that is that it really empowers your sales and your customer service professionals to develop better customer relationships because they can get rid of some of the very time intensive transactional tasks and remove some of those really frustrating delays when you got to track down a paper order here, there, and everywhere. And so they can gain some bandwidth and be much more proactive about how they handle your customers and especially your most strategic customers. So they're able to then proactively go after target audiences, develop relationships with the priority customers that you have, and also deepen and grow relationships with potential high growth customers. And then it, you know, once you have all your customer service activity and communications in one system, you can better coordinate customer service. And this also helps with business continuity. So no matter where your order to cash staff are working, whether it's in their living room or in the office, 
they you've integrated the customer touch points and they can all see fully what's happening with every customer order. And this helps optimize that customer experience and also in, better inform your supply chain to ensure that the deliveries continue um, no matter where certain personnel are located. Well, you mentioned it earlier, uh, working from home, and obviously it's been a, a major topic of conversation on the podcast. Uh, so speaking of working remotely, what effect do you think the pandemic is going to have in um you know, and what kind of uh, resulting disruption disruption do you think we'll see um, in regards to the order to cash optimization? Yeah, it's a great question. You know how many times I've wished I had a crystal ball? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the main effect that we've seen on business in general has been uncertainty and chaos. And chaos really makes improvement efforts difficult across your supply chain and across the order to cash end-to-end -end process. In fact, I just recently, as in this week, finished surveying about 450 supply chain professionals around the globe in many industries. And I asked them, what's the biggest barrier when they're trying to improve their processes? And more than 40% of them reported that it was facing too much change. You know, it has been a very chaotic period lately and change fatigue and frankly, actual fatigue is a very real problem that we're facing. And in 2020, we saw many times employees put on their superhero capes and they did what they could to save the day to ensure that orders got to customers. So now it's really time to step back and look at this in a much more planful, systematic, organized manner. And I'll tell you the good news um, is that 60% the organizations in my survey said that they're going to focus on order management in 2021 as a priority when it comes to investing resources, innovation, and hiring. And this really will affect the entire order to cash process. And their top priorities that they're looking at in terms of order and order management and order to cash, standardizing processes, identifying and implementing best practices, and as we've been discussing, implementing new technologies and capabilities. So I think that coming out of the extreme disruption and chaos of 2020, moving forward in 2021, this is a perfect time for organizations to really revisit optimizing order to cash. Because the unknown makes many people and business leaders very resistant and hesitant about change. But the reality is that process optimization and specifically order to cash process optimization can really help make your business more resilient in the space of uncertainty and it can support business continuity. So order to cash optimization right now is an especially good opportunity to bolster your core operations. Yeah, that's that's all great. Uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't expect uh, a pandemic to be the, the right time to make this change, but it looks like, uh, you know, like you mentioned, 60 percent. Uh, is, is really focusing on that right now. So that's good to see. Yeah, you know what they say. They say never let a good crisis go to waste. I think that's uh, all that I have for you, Marisa. Is there anything else that you'd like to uh, add before we wrap up here? No, I just want to thank you for this opportunity and, and encourage everyone to continue to serve their customers and to really revisit order to cash as an end-to-end -end process that is ripe right now for optimization.
focus on the hyphens, right? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thanks again for joining us, Marisa. Really appreciate your insights. Um, for uh, all of our listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. Uh, if you are curious about order to cash optimization and, and looking for more information, uh, including the full APQC report on optimizing the end to end order to cash process, uh, please check us out at uh, www.esker.com. Uh, thanks again, and we'll see you next time.